Genesis chapter 28 and beginning in verse number 10. What a joy it is to be here. Give honor to your pastor and pastor's wife. We love and appreciate them and uh, the friendship that God has given us over the years. They blessed our congregation there in Poplar Bluff so mightily. And uh, I tell anybody anywhere they needed to have Brandon and Brianne Buford to come and speak for them and minister to their children specifically when they were there at our church. And uh, But I'm thankful for how God is using them in this city. Amen. It's good to see Brother and Sister Peters. And I give honor to her because there's an interesting piece of trivia. Sister Peters was my father's secretary. And then when I was elected as district secretary, she was still working in the office. I don't want to say she was my secretary. Guys, there, she's having to tell me what to do. And uh, we appreciate Sister Peters and her work for the Missouri District. Amen. It's good to see her tonight. I'm so glad my wife and daughter are here tonight. And my son is not here. He normally comes along as my bodyguard. So he's six, seven, and 230 pounds and still growing. So, But uh, he's ministering today. He had a, had a youth meeting this afternoon. See, eyesight first and then your brain second. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Genesis chapter 28, verse number 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and he put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. Behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it unto thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee. And in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. I want to preach tonight for a few minutes from this title, Finding God in Unexpected Places. Finding God in unexpected places. Let's pray right now and ask the Lord to help us here tonight. Lord Jesus, I love you. God, I thank you for your people. I thank you for your presence. God, you know where every person is. You know what they're going through. You know what they're facing. But God, I pray tonight that you would open up the heavenlies. 
God, I pray that you would help us to see things that we did not see when we walk into this house tonight. I pray that you would help us to hear things that we did not hear before we came in tonight. I pray that you would help us to have a connection with you that we did not have when we came into this house tonight and walk away declaring that we found the gate of heaven and we have connected with God and something has happened in our heart and something has happened in our life. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would just give some praise to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Jesus is in this house. Jesus is in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, God. We love you, God, and we praise you tonight. We praise you tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. We find in our text that Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, if we were just to read that very quickly and pass over it, we would think, well, no big deal. He went from here to, to there. But as we look at the context in which this scripture is placed, we understand that this was not a planned trip for Jacob. He didn't go to his local travel agent and say, you know what, I'm planning on making a 500-mile journey and I would like for you to map it out for me. I, I'd like to know where the good restaurants are. I'd like to know where the nice places to stay are. No, it wasn't that kind of place. In fact, he left in such a hurry, he probably didn't, he wasn't able to pack his favorite sandals or his favorite robe, but this was an emergency evacuation. This was that kind of moment and situation that you just grab what you can grab and you head out the door because there's trouble, there's, there's situations, there's, there's something that is prompting you to move like you're moving. Here was his motivation. His mother had come to Jacob and said to him, thy brother as touching thee doth comfort himself purposing to kill thee. Esau the mighty hunter has decided that you are going to be his next trophy. Why, why don't you go to Haran over 500 miles away? I don't think he had to think about it. I don't think he had to, 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 to ponder that trip because when he heard that Esau was coming after him, that was enough for him. I'm out of here, Mom. I, I'm, I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to leave uh, my home. I'm going to leave this place of comfort. I'm going to leave this place of safety and I'm going to find another life in Haran. So he runs out the door and he uh, begins uh, going down the road. I, I don't think he took the main road down, down away from his house. No, I think he probably took the back road because Esau, his brother, uh, had, had promised to kill him. And so there he was traveling, possibly looking over his shoulder and seeing a, a puff of dust in, in behind him and thinking, oh, that might, that might be Esau. I, 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 I wonder what's going to happen if Esau catches up to me. But he, didn't have, he wasn't just looking over his shoulder in his past with, with fear and dread, but he was looking ahead of him because he didn't know what was facing him. He didn't know how life was going to turn out for him. He didn't know exactly what plan God might have for his life. He was just on the run. He was just living from day to day. He was just trying to get through the day and through the night and just look for another day and look for another 
opportunity. And so the, the Bible tells us that he traveled about 50 or 60 miles and darkness began to fall. And uh, I'm sure that darkness probably heightened his sense of fear and his sense of dread and his sense of, of, of calamity that might be befalling him. And so he found a, a place off the beaten path and he began to gather some stones for his pillow. Uh, I, I don't think he, he liked uh, stones because they made his head feel good. I think he gathered stones for his pillow because of the fear that was in his heart because maybe in the night if something came after him, maybe it was Esau, maybe, maybe it was an animal of some kind that would come uh, to attack him in the night, he would at least have a stone to grab a hold of and, and, and possibly defend himself from whatever would attack him in the night. And there he was, uh, not, not knowing what path his life was going to take. I, I'm sure that as he lay down that night, he began to play back the events of the past day or week. And he began to think about how that he had deceived his brother Esau and how that he had stolen the birthright and then he had then stolen the blessing. He probably began to think about the fact that he had gone into his father, whom he loved and whom he honored, and he had deceived him by pretending to be Esau. I'm sure the regrets of yesterday were playing over and over over in his mind. I, I wish I could do it different. I, I wish I could roll back the tape. I, I wish I could make different choices than the ones that I've made. I, I'm Jacob. I'm a deceiver. I've deceived my brother. I've deceived my dad and I've even deceived myself. Here I am without nothing in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. I'm in an unexpected place. Hallelujah. It wasn't a Motel 6. No one left the light on for Jacob. There wasn't a good hole in the wall restaurant to visit. It was dark. It was barren. It was scared and he was alone. But he laid down in that place to sleep. But that very moment that he laid his head upon those rocks with fear in his heart, God knew exactly where he was at. God knew exactly what was going on in his mind. God knew his past, but God also knew his future. And even though he may have felt all alone, he wasn't alone because God was going to use that moment. God was going to use that place to speak to him in a way that he had never been able to speak to him before. God was going to be able to open up the heavens and part things into the life of Jacob that had never been imparted to him before. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to some people tonight that understands that life can bring us to some unexpected places. Life can bring us to unexpected places at unexpected times through unexpected circumstances. We've all faced things that we didn't see coming. We didn't know that would be how it would turn out. We faced those moments of change that were brought on by a phone call, by a diagnosis by a letter in the mail, a meeting with the boss, or just by a season in your life. Hallelujah. Someone here tonight may be right now in an unexpected place where darkness is falling, the enemy is pursuing, and you don't know what to do. But I've come with a word from the Lord tonight that you are not alone. knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what you're going through. And tonight, he will speak to you in your unexpected place if you will 
will let him. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful that when the devil thinks he's got us right where he wants us, amen, it's really just a setup for God to speak to us in an unprecedented way. Hallelujah. You may say, well, I, I don't know if God can speak to me on this Sunday night because I'm going through this and I, I've got this in my past and I've got this this week and I've got all this going on. But let me tell you, you are a prime candidate tonight for God to speak to us in this house and for God to impart something into our spirit that will allow us to continue our journey in faith. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands to heaven right now and thank God because he knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through and God wants to help you tonight. God wants to fill you tonight. There's somebody tonight that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You're in the right place. He will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Somebody tonight needs to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're in the right place at the right time. Amen. For God to do that for you. Hallelujah. And so there he is. Jacob lays down to sleep. Hallelujah. Sun was set. Took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he dreamed. Behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. Let me tell somebody tonight that there is a connection from earth You can get there from here. You can get there from where you are at right now. You say, I'm in the middle of nowhere. You can get there from there. Dark place. I'm in a lonely place. I don't know what the future holds. You can get there from here. Hebrews 4.15 says, We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. But was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sometimes when you find yourself in unexpected places, you can begin to wonder if there is anything but what you are going through right now. You can feel completely disconnected from anything heavenly because of your earthly reality. But I've come to preach tonight that there's a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reaches to heaven. Hallelujah. There's a ladder, Jacob, that reaches from here to there. Hallelujah. Sometimes our earthly realities, amen, try to convince us that I can never be there. I can never get a hold of that because I am this. But the Lord wants you to see a ladder tonight that's set up on earth that reaches all the way to heaven. There's access to the heavenly. There's access to a miracle. There's access to healing. There's access to forgiveness. There's access to purpose tonight. Hallelujah, because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and praise him right now. Praise God. How many... How many are reaching for things that are beyond where you're at right now? But there's some things in God that you'd like to see happen that you're not there yet, but you want to get a hold of it. Why don't you lift your hands to heaven right now? Somebody lift your hands to heaven right now. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may be in an unexpected place. I may have some things that I've got to deal with in my life and in my heart. But thank you, God, for opening up the heavens that there is a way to get there. There's a way to get there from here. Hallelujah. Amen. Zane, come help me for a minute. I was in Menards some months ago. And, and uh, y'all have Menards here? I was down here doing whatever I'm doing. I looked down, there was a gentleman down on the other end. And he was looking for something on the top shelf. And he was with his wife, and he looked at his wife, and she looked at him, and he tried to reach up to get it. He couldn't reach it. He looked at her, and she certainly couldn't reach it. And they looked around, and (laughs) I felt the stares of the customers on me. We're actually looking for an associate, but I realize, you know what, there's something that they need that's beyond their reach. And I just went over to him, I said, can I, I don't work here, but I, can I help you? And he said, sir, he said, we, we need that off that top shelf up there. It's right here, is this what you want? This is what you need? This is what you can't reach on your own? Hallelujah. I didn't start preaching to them like I'm preaching to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I reached and I handed it to them. And I walked away and the Holy Ghost said to me, Hallelujah, that's how it is with all of my people. There are things that we reach for. There's things that are beyond my reach, Brother Buford. There's things that I see in the heavenlies. There's things I see in the spirit that I don't have what it takes to get there. And I'm reaching for them. I'm desirous of them. And God walks up and says, can I get that for you? Can I get that for you? Let's do that one more time. Why don't you just reach your hand like you're grabbing towards something in the heavenlies right now. Why don't you you let your desire out by prayer right now? Hallelujah. Why don't you let the heavens open? You've been living in a dark place. You've been living in a lonely place. You've been living in the middle of nowhere. But all of a sudden on a Sunday night, God wants to open up the heavens to a church and to some people tonight to say, hey, there's some things that he wants to give us. There's some blessings that God wants to give us individually and collectively. But I need somebody to see a ladder that reaches from earth to heaven. Hallelujah. I've been praying like this last last month or so. I've been praying, just kind of lifting my hand to heaven, saying, okay, God, there's some things I'm reaching for that I, I can't reach on my own, but God, you can give them to me. Does anybody believe that tonight? Does anybody believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's wanting to elevate our vision today. God's wanting to elevate our vision. I can look down and I can look around and I can see a lot of problems. But if I start looking up, if I start looking up, if I start looking heavenward and say, oh God, there's a way to get there from here. There's a ladder that reaches from earth all the way to heaven. Praise God. But that wasn't all that Jacob saw. Behold, a ladder that reaches from earth to heaven. Second thing he saw, he said, behold, angels. Behold, angels. Ascending and descending. Hallelujah. Behold, angels. Ascending and descending. 
no logic tells me that if they're ascending first and descending second, that they were there all the time. He just couldn't see them. Have you ever felt alone? But then through prayer, through the word, all of a sudden there was an awareness that, you know what, I'm not here by myself. Something's going on here. God is here. God has sent his ministering spirits to help me. Just wave a hand at me if you know what I'm talking about right now. Have you ever been in the middle of a battle, middle of a, of a, of a trial, middle of something that's really hard for you, and you had this understanding or this awareness that, you know what, somebody's praying for me right now. Somebody's touching God for me right now. Somebody's interceding for me right now, and, and God has sent his help. Hallelujah. The Bible says his angels are ministering spirits. They're interceding for you. You know that you're interceding for them. Why? Because I don't know how to explain it. The Bible says as Jesus prayed in the garden that an angel was sent to strengthen him. come and strengthen him who am I to resist the ministering spirits of the Lord Jesus Christ that might want to come in on a Sunday night into your circumstance into your situation and just let you know that you are not by yourself and you are not alone in your dilemma, you're not alone in what you're dealing with Hallelujah, but there are angels that are ascending to heaven and descending down that ladder. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're taking a message. Maybe they're bringing a blessing. I don't have that all figured out. Hallelujah, but it was important enough, amen, for him to put it in the holy book, amen, that he, that was something that Jacob needed to see. It was something that Jacob needed to accept by faith. Hallelujah. I don't know where this journey has taken me. I don't know how this is going to unfold, but I know that God has sent his angels to be with me. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. Lift your voice to the Lord in this house. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're standing on holy ground. We're standing on holy ground, and I know, I know that there are angels all around. Let us praise Jesus now, for we are standing in his presence on holy ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 15, sorry, verse 13, hallelujah. He said, behold, the Lord stood above it. The Lord stood above it. I must be reminded and I must remind you tonight what God wants you to understand. Whatever you're facing, he's above it. Hallelujah. He's above it. Sometimes in the crucible of life, in the crucible of circumstance, in the crucible of situations, all I feel is the heat and the pressure. Tonight, God wants you to elevate your vision and see, you know what? He's above whatever I'm going through tonight. Hallelujah. all he told him. He said, I'm above it. I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land where thou liest to thee, will I give it unto thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the north, to the south. And the seed of thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. 
children are going to impact the world. All of us see. God knows more than any of us know. Hallelujah. And he teaches us through this that the blessing that God wants to put into our life is more than just for us. in such a short-sighted fashion. They just see the immediate need that they have without understanding that God is wanting to bless you. God is wanting to change you. God is wanting to forgive you. God is wanting to fill you, not just to bless you personally, but that your life may bless the world. just to have a ticket to heaven and say well bless God back in 1979 I got filled with the Holy Ghost and got baptized and I'm just going to wait till the trumpet sounds no God amen save me to be a make a difference in my world God save me so I can impact my neighbors God save me so I can impact my co-workers God save me so that the world can see Jesus in me hallelujah Jacob I want to give this land to you from the west to the east to the north to the south, I want to give it to you that in thee all the families of the earth may be blessed. Hallelujah. Lord, I don't even know what tomorrow holds. Lord, I don't even have a wife. God says, your children are going to be blessed. Final thing that he's shown in this burning. Verse number 15. He said, And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. You know it's one thing to ask God for something. But you can get a miracle today and walk out that door and not have him with you. I've seen it happen. I've seen people come to God and get a miracle but yet walk out the door and never live for Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't think we have to take our, our pick tonight. But if I have my choice of God doing something for me or being with me, I'm going to take being with me any day of the week. He said, I will be with you and I will keep when they bring you a bloody coat and tell you Joseph has been eaten by wild animals. I'm going to be there. When famine comes and you have to send your sons off to find food, I'm going to be there. When they come back and say you've got to take Benjamin with you, I'm going to be there. When you take that caravan into Egypt to live out the rest of your days and to be reunited with Joseph, I'm going to be there. That's why the Holy Ghost is so important. Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm not here tonight just asking God for a favor. 
I'm not here tonight just to say, well, I felt good. I got a miracle. I'm going to go on about my business. No, I'm here tonight to say, God, I want you to be with me. And I want you to keep me wherever I go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight I could I could give you directions to my house. And with GPS you'd probably get there. But I remember growing up, my father was a pastor in our church. Evangelists would come and often we'd go to our house afterwards to eat. Maybe the first time the evangelists had been to town. My dad would very seldom give them directions to our house. He would just say to them, do you have room for my son to ride with you? He'll show you how to get there. And so I would get in the car with the evangelist. And I would say, we're going to take a left right up here. There's a stop sign coming up here. Slow down because there's a curve coming. And I would lead them safely to the place that my father wanted them to go. Hallelujah. Tonight he wants to be in you. I don't want to just be spirit filled folks. I want to be spirit led. Hallelujah. Everybody's worried about revelation about who the beast is and who the dragon is and and that's all right. You can get it figured out. Send me the notes. Seven times the writer says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's saying to somebody tonight, Why don't you let me be in you? Why don't you let me be with you? Why don't you take cues for me and let me lead you. I want a printout. I, I want the GPS coordinates. I, I want to just punch it in and know how to get there off the first part. But he says, no, just let me be with you and I'm going to tell you when to slow down and I, I'm going to tell you when to speed up and I'm going to tell you when to stop and I'm going to tell you when to turn right and I'm going to tell you when to turn left and I'll get you. I will get you where you need to go. He didn't drop a wife down there at Bethel. He didn't make him healthy, wealthy, and wise at Bethel. He still had another 450 miles to go. But he had a promise from God. God is going to be with me. God is going to keep me. And this land is going to be given to me and given to my family. And God is Jacob, it was the turning point in his walk with God. Hallelujah. I don't know where you're at tonight or what you're dealing with, but could it be that the place that you're in is the very place that God wants to open the heavens and speak to you in a way that you've never spoken to before? Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. 
was in this place. Read it. Surely the Lord, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. You know what that tells me? He wasn't expecting God to show up there. He was expecting Taco Sunday. But he wasn't expecting God to speak to him in the way that he spoke to him that night. I wonder if there's somebody sitting here tonight that maybe you didn't come on a Sunday night with an expectation that there might be a transformative word for your circumstance. But just maybe God's setting you up tonight to show you something you've never seen before. And he was afraid. And he said, how dreadful is this place? That word dreadful is kind of a hard for us to get our brain around because it's a weird word. But it's a word we used to use 10 years ago a lot. Awesome. Anybody ever ridden a roller coaster? Anybody ever rode that roller coaster and said, Lord, if you get me off this thing, I'll never get back on? Let me see your hand. How many prayed that prayer got back on again? It's over. Oh. oh, you were hilarious, man. You were so scared. You were screaming. Let's do it again. We've been through some stuff. It's not, it's not that we would go through the pain that we went through before in different circumstances, but sometimes there's things that taught us a dimension of God that we wouldn't have learned had we not been in that place. And somebody said, Amen. somebody he's here tonight for you say you don't know where I'm at no I don't but he does the Bible says he's not far from any one of us if we would just feel after him just wave your hand at me right there you just feel after him just feel after God, what are you saying to me tonight on this Sunday night? Hallelujah. You say, preacher, I'm in a dark place. That's all right. He can speak to you there. Hallelujah. My grandmother's house had, in the bedrooms, they had added electricity after it was built. They just had a bulb hanging down from the ceiling. They had a string 
came out of that bulb. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You may have one in the closet somewhere. Sun would go down, you'd walk into the back bedroom. It'd be darker than midnight back there. But here's how you walked into the room. sudden the light came on in a dark place. Why don't you stand with me right now? Why don't you feel after him one more time right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth. Call upon his name right now. That name that's above every name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, it's Sunday night. It's summertime. But could the Lord speak to you in a powerful way? this service could he open up the heavens and say there's a ladder that reaches from earth all the way to heaven there's angels here tonight hallelujah 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 Jacob I want to be with you Jacob Jacob I want to be in you Jacob I want to lead you to where you need go. Hallelujah. I was preaching in a church in a suburb of Kansas City Sunday night. Michaela came. Michaela's father was in prison. Her mother's on meth. There was a neighbor that went to that church and had, had compassion on her, brought her to church with her that night. My heart went out to Michaela. She's living in a dark place. She's living in a tough place. But I watched her walk into the altar, repent of her sins and tears streaming down her face. And I watched her lift her hands. And I watched God fill her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave her the ability to do so. Words she didn't understand, sounds she didn't understand, but it was a heavenly language. It's God speaking through her. Hallelujah. But I watched the lady that brought her, middle-aged lady, and uh, I watched God begin to work on her. I, something began to open up. And I watched her begin be rebaptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I didn't really know what was going on, but she was just feeling the presence of God. Soaking in the presence of God. It was a new and fresh experience for her. And finally, she sat down in the front pew. She was just kind of sitting there, enjoying the presence of God. And I walked by and she said, Preacher, it's been 26 years. She said, It's been 26 years. I said, 26 years since what? She said, it's been 26 years since I spoke in tongues. Hallelujah. I'm glad God's no respect for persons. It doesn't matter who you are. Hallelujah. He wants to meet with you tonight. 
He wants to touch you tonight. He wants to fill you tonight. He wants to refresh you tonight. Hallelujah. I wonder who would step out of your pew and join me around the front of this building right now. And you would just allow the heavens to open tonight and allow God to speak to you and allow God to do something for you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 I wonder who would come with me tonight around the front of this building and say, you know what, we're not just looking for him to bless us and, and do things for us, but we want him with us. We want him to keep us. We want him to lead and guide us. God, show us things in the heavenly God that we need to be reaching for and we need to be praying for and we need to be believing for. Come on. Hallelujah. He wants to touch you tonight. He wants to help you tonight. He wants to minister to you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh.